Hello weebs, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice through the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me as always is the man who looks much better than he tastes, it's Will. <laughs> thank you, Sam, and thank you for another... I love that you've, you're trying with these. You're going I'm back. bringing them back. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally pacing around the kitchen this morning, like, "What can I do? How can I link it to this? Sh- link it to the show?" Yeah, no, no, you did weird? well. I don't care. <laughs> We're going with it. Um, thank you, um, Sam, and uh, thank you to everyone who's listening. Uh, if you haven't joined us before, this is the show where we do three of three. We discuss a brand new anime given to us by Sam. We watch the first three episodes and we ask three questions based on concept, uh, watchability, and whether there's any turnoffs, and we decide whether this is a good enough show to gain access to the Anniverse, this mythical world that we've deemed um, is the place to go if you're a noob and you want to get into anime. These are the shows you can watch, and maybe you'll get hooked on anime. This week, Sam, we are watching something that keeps cropping up on my Netflix, and oh my god, Netflix, after last week's scouring of every possible streaming service i finally found this this one was nice and simple i just went straight to netflix and there it yeah, was good for you good for you remembering <laughs> that netflix has anime yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah sam did not remember that um but this week we are watching tokyo ghoul Yes, this week we are watching Tokyo Ghoul, a 2014 anime based on a completed now manga. Uh, it's 13 episodes for this first season, animated by Studio Piero. Um, it has lots and lots of spin-off manga, a prequel, a sequel, a sidequel, an interquel, and wow. even uh, rebooting itself completely for Tokyo Ghoul Re, which is a sequel to the original manga. Um, the anime itself has two sequel series. It's got Route A, which is an anime original continuation, which borrows elements uh, from the latter half of the manga. And then Tokyo Ghoul Re, which was adapted in two halves, uh, which fully adapts the Tokyo Ghoul Re manga itself. Follow Kaneki Ken, a young college student in Tokyo, Japan, as he gets embroiled in a world of ghouls and, uh yeah. Yeah, it's plenty. Seems like there's plenty to get your teeth into if you want. If you like this, there's like loads of yeah. different. Uh, there's a lot of really spin-off. juicy, succulent material that you can really <laughs> just bite down on if you really want to get nice. into the world of Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah, nice choice of words there, Sam. Yeah, oh, as always. Uh, but well, what's happening in these first three episodes? Do you want to kind of give us a yeah. brief overview of yeah, what just what the hell is going on? I would love to, Sam. Um, it's Tokyo, and it's full of ghouls. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that, that's Okay, it. wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, so it's Tokyo day to day there's there's not much different about the city but apart from the fact that there's loads of ghouls and ghouls eat people and everyone seems to know about them. Um it's a common thing that people mm. talk about it's on the news. However, they don't need to eat that often so they're not having that much of an impact on society sort of like numbers wise because they only need to eat yeah. once a month apart from these one or two rogue gourmands uh, or gluttons yeah that uh binge on um uh, bodies uh, yeah kill lots of people basically um mm. although there does seem to be a surprising amount of ghouls in this city especially within really close proximity of our protagonists um there's just yeah that f- considering the amount we see in these first three episodes you'd think there'd be a bigger problem um in the city than there seems to be although uh 
regardless, I, like Sam said, we follow Kaneki. 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 Isn't he from Greece? That's Kanuki. <laughs> Kaneki. Hey, it's Kaneki. Um, hey, Kaneki. Kaneki. Um, <laughs> uh, takes a date down a dark alley like a schmuck and ends up being attacked by his date uh, in glorious fashion. She starts to attack him, kill him. He's, uh, th- why are you going down down a dark alley when your city's full of ghouls? I don't know. Um, Honestly, but- like, dude, it, when you're following, when you're following tail and yeah. you just, you're not thinking with, with one head, you're thinking with another. That's it, true. Bad things happen. That's yeah. the message here. We, we've all, we, yeah, yeah. Think with your head, <laughs> head on your shoulders is the message. I like it. Um, <laughs> fortunately, before she's able to finish devouring her prey, uh, something or someone breaks some cables holding up some metal beams. They end up in this sort of, uh, ab- not abandoned, but uh, uh, what is it? Work A construction site. Construction right? site. Yeah, that's the thing. Con- construction site. Um, and um, some metal beams come crushing down and destroy the ghoul. And somehow apparently don't finish off this half this human that's clinging to life like three feet yeah, from her stabbed multiple times yeah and she literally thinks he's dead she's already said oh he's died on me and then this massive implosion of uh metal pipes and yeah metal that and- managed to kill this indestructible creature because they say later on you can't pierce the skin with a knife and things like this they managed to kill her. Blunt force trauma from I don't but know still what avoid, stories up, but still avoid him. It. Like like the dust and debris engulfs him. You don't know that mm. he's alive, and somehow he comes out of it, clinging, still clinging on to um to life. Somehow, anyway, let's accept that for now. Somehow, he gets found. And saved by a surgeon who puts her organs inside him and he turns into a ghoul. Oh my god. And yeah. then learns how to become a ghoul and has to form, fit into both societies. He's not human. He's not a ghoul. He's a bit of both. He's a hybrid. And he, uh, a little bit of A, a little bit of B. Yeah. And, School uh, time, baby. That's, that's the premise of the show. Let's follow our dude as he, um, as he goes, as he, as as he, he learns how to be a ghoul. To be a flesh eating monster. Yes. With, and can he do so without losing his humanity? Spoilers. No. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, I, I kind of wanted to touch on uh, straight away kind of the, the whole concept of a ghoul. Okay, yeah, good. Let's do that. Because I think they... I really like the idea of ghouls just because they kind of bring that sexiness of vampires where they're kind of really stylish, they've got cool powers with mm. the sheer visceral horror of zombies that have to physically like take chunks out of people in order to survive uh right. coming into it completely fresh like obviously you've watched enough horror you're more mm. of a horror fan i i would imagine than i am um mm. what did you think of this new kind of movie monster race? Oh, um yeah I, I i don't know it's it's a bit different. <laughs> yeah it it yeah, I liked it. I th- I've got no major issues with it. I've got, I think it's, it, it is, it's probably a bit too close to those vampires on, but it, the crossover's nice. Um, yeah, mm. I, I didn't think too much about it. I thought it was, it was interesting. I thought the fact that they are very much a part of society and that they can sort of function a bit like, you know, you see some interpretations of vampires and things where they are just everyday people that, have certain difficulties 
Um, and, and like they do here, you know, the fact that they can't eat human food, the fact that they can't digest human food, mm. um, is, is quite a nice touch. Um, yeah, I liked it. I'd, I've got no, I've, it, it yeah. didn't blow me away, but I thought it was good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very nice. Um, yeah, I agree. Basically, I read like a couple of articles back when the show was first coming out and it was kind of this really interesting look at what what ghouls are i guess and um the idea that they have to be they like their nature means that they have to be super violent in the way that they consume and that, that they feed and we get this interesting uh point of view character in kaneki who is obviously he's had the luxury and the kind of privilege of being human and being able to enjoy all the delicious foods and the show very much kind of shows food as being this really visually interesting and really delicious looking um stuff and then to just then take all of that away from him um is quite interesting um but yeah it like ghouls as a concept very i don't know new fresh i guess it's uh, again it's a mashup it's a mashup but it's also the the tentacles stuff is 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 very new and interesting ah the kagane yes the unique shonen powers that every yeah. that we look it's not enough to just question humanity and make them super strong we've got to give them a cool glowy tail <laughs> yeah that it, it's a it reminds it's like a it, it, it honestly it reminds me of spider-man from is it homecoming with the with the spite the uh uh the space one. oh yeah the uh iron spider from yeah endgame Iron's, yes yeah, yeah yeah it reminds me of that or doc ock or something like that it's um mm. it's just it it's another version of that where they've got conscious control over these tentacle esque legs that come out of them. By the way, right? I've got some. I've got. Some, let's mm-hmm. let's talk about one of the big glaring plot issues in this series. Right? Okay, the operation. Right. Yes. They're transferring her organs into his body. Mm-hmm. First of all, man, it sure is lucky that they've got the same blood type. I guess. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. That that's a very yeah, that, that, that's very true as well. That's not one of my problems. My problems are how th- you can't pierce the skin with a knife. Mm. So how the hell are you getting her organs out? <laughs> how's, the, how's this uh, regular doctor <laughs> cutting the skin of this ghoul so that he can get access to Is he to a regular doctor, though? Well, as far as we know, he? because he puts organs, Truly. he put ghoul's organs in a human. He's, he's got a, he, has a, he has a sly smile. Off to the side. Does he? We don't even see his face, do we? Aren't we just focusing yeah. on him? Aren't we just focusing on Can- No, 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 we do get to see him. He's, he's um, well, uh, give me a sec. His name is Kano, uh, Doctor Kano, and they, they, they do name drop him, and they kind of do give him a bit of focus. Um, right. Okay. Well, at anyway. this point in the suit, mild spoilers. Right. Like he, he knows is a character that comes back later, and we find out more about him. Yeah, he he know he knows the score. Basically. Oh shit! And All we right, get fine. A little bit of, and and admittedly, and no, I think it's really good though. The fact that that wasn't something that was easily picked up, it's only because I knew who he was and yeah, yeah. I was actively looking for it. Like there's a moment where he gives this little smile when um, Kaneki mentions that he like the food isn't, or his, his yes, sense of yeah. taste is off. Yeah, sorry, I did notice that. Yeah, yeah, I I, I did notice that, mm. and I thought. Maybe there was something there. So yeah, I, I get that. But even so, like you've got a room, you've got an operating theater full of people and yeah. 
he's there like chopping and changing. He's like, there's the liver. We'll move that over. <laughs> there's the kidneys. There's the 30 foot. Oh, yeah. There's a the, couple the, of bones the, in there. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there's the 30 foot extendable tentacles. There's the stomach. <laughs> Wait. Wait, yeah, dog. The, what the, was that the last Kigane one? powers are a bit weird, especially when everything else about the world seems so realized and kind of thought about. Yeah. Um, you've got these ghouls that, honestly, I think they would work functionally just as well um, if they were just stronger and yeah more agile, I guess. But mm. to add in this glowy tail thing, obviously you've got to have the flash and you've got to have the thing that draws the readers to it. Yeah, um, I think it's fair enough. But it's, yeah. Like, like if you did just have them fast and powerful, then that is just vampires. Yeah, true. Vampires, like, but they need a bit more than just like they need flesh. Sucky suck. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I didn't. Yeah. So obviously, if that gets explained later and he's he's in on it, I still think it's a bit bit convenient mm. that he happened to get taken to that doctor. And uh, especially straight out the gate, it's just kind of almost too convenient that yeah this that, would happen, and it all went swimmingly. And I still don't get how she didn't survive and he did. Like he's on, he's clutching at life. And you saw all of those bits of metal, you know, scaffolding and stuff absolutely destroyed. Totally just like smash her. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we know from the first three episodes how resilient ghouls tend to be. Yeah. And Um, they heal so quickly, right? Yeah. The amount of damage that they seem to be able to take is just insane. And you think, You'd think that, because she's sort of, she's alive underneath there for like a split second, because she sort of, you see her mm. shock. And it's almost like if, she, it. if she's managed to survive the initial impact, then surely she'd heal and be able to be fine. But maybe it's just like mm. that last breath, because we do see a last breath later on um, from another ghoul. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that scene, dude. There are, there are some really mm. impressive scenes in this. Yeah. I don't know whether we want to get onto them straight away. There's the, right. There's some that really stood out to me. One of the, one of the big scenes was when he first starts to realize that he's a ghoul and he starts. Oh, tra- dude. Yeah. When he starts trying so to eat, good. he starts trying to eat all the human food. He's panicking. He sees, he's listening to the news because that's got some really convenient plot devices on, uh, where he can, <laughs> he can learn exactly what he <laughs> needs to learn at that moment via the TV. What do you mean? Slimy, 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 slimy. <laughs> um, and he goes around his flat trying to eat all of these foods, um, and throws them all up. And that is a really visceral sort of scene. Um, it's, it's really, really good. I think you think about it too much and you, you, you if you think about the show, obviously it pulls you out of it a bit, but like it does a really good job of keeping you engaged in it. And it feels really real. The animation they use to portray mm. how he's feeling, the, the characterization of that emote, those emotions are really good. The soundtrack's really good. The pacing yep. of that scene is phenomenal. Um, Honestly, just it. So like you said, the visceral is the right word because up until this point, we've had this really kind of calm, uh, date that he's been on and we've seen him eating food and drinking coffee and he had like a sizzling steak which looked amazing and now it's just he's desperately trying to just recognize and taste any of these foods because ghouls can't eat regular human food like we said and it's that moment at the very end of it where he puts the hamburger uh into the pot to boil 
and he's just so dejected and he takes that final bite and it's the hamburger that his friends bought him because yeah. he's been ill at the hospital and a single tear just rolls down his cheek and dude fucking hell yeah it is brutal. you can't help but feel for the guy yeah absolutely and, and and considering the concept of this show that's in really impressive that they can manage to get that much feeling out of you um considering that it's so early yeah yeah so early yeah exactly um Welcome to Tokyo Ghoul. Suffering. <laughs> the anime. <laughs> should, we, should we talk about his friend? Hide. Yeah. Uh, what did you think to our blonde Labrador boy? <laughs> so my initial impression was this guy's a douche and I really don't like him. <laughs> um, well, just because he's calling out Kaneki on his choice of dates. like No, because he hits on the waitress and she runs away, like oh, clearly yeah, visibly upset. And he just laughs it off and doesn't give a shit. Like, no, dude, you've yeah. clearly made this girl really uncomfortable, rightly or wrongly. Like, I don't think he did that much wrong. He just sort of got a bit, he was a bit too forward. Um, yeah. Uh, but she runs away, clearly upset, and he's just like, whatever, mate. I'll get her next time. Lola, now I'm going to call her Toka-chan for the rest of the show, because <laughs> boundaries. <laughs> um, so, yeah, initially didn't like that, um, but he absolutely pulls it back with mm. the with with his relationship with... Um, uh. Kaneki. 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 Yeah. Um, because his, he's got this, he keeps his distance and just constantly plays the good friend. And he clearly knows more than he lets on. He's got this, um, knowing, mm. um, I don't know, perception of his friend where he knows when something's wrong. He knows when something's off with him and he doesn't ask. He doesn't push he, do, he just is there for him and constantly reminds him that he's there for him and that he appreciates it yeah. and it's like oh. when you think about like mental health and stuff i think this this kind of attitude where it, it he just wants to build his friend friend up he's all about just making sure he's okay we get flashbacks to him growing up and it's, yeah. he's just he sees you see him in the background noticing um uh kaneki's um depression or da- suffering and he doesn't yeah. pounce on there and sort of ask that he's all right he just leaves it and then comes at him bounding his, his little run as he sprints Sprinting up to towards him, him. it's glorious yeah, so good made me smile so much and then he just hugs him and just makes him feel like the center of the world and i think yeah, yeah. incredible incredible he's such like fully empathetic yeah. just he understands what's going on and Kaneki even comments on it and says oh yeah. he's really sharp in some ways um and he always pretends that he doesn't know what's going on but he knows what like the scene where he's walking with his hands behind his head and he just says oh are you eating okay mm. fuck man yeah yeah just oh. yeah and, and, and it- i really like that uh development that by the third episode um there's a moment in episode two or three where the two of them get attacked by another ghoul mm. and he's recovering and he kind of, again, he plays it off as if, oh yeah, I don't remember what happened specifically, but there's a knowing moment after the manager of the cafe explains what's going on and what Kaneki is. He kind of opens his eyes and yeah. smiles and he's like, okay. Yeah. I didn't catch the smile. Get yourself like, I, I, a I friend. But <laughs> yeah, but like, why are you having that conversation with the door open to the one person you're not allowed to tell who you are? Like it's a it's bad positioning. Yeah, right? it's tricky because like on the one hand, Toka at the very least is very insistent that nobody finds out 
that right. you are a ghoul because that will bring everything down in your head. But I think the manager's got a bit more wherewithal with him in that he knows that the ghouls are now going to support Kaneki mm. within the cafe. Yeah. He's also going to need support from the human side as well. And yeah. I think that's why he makes that choice. Um, what choice? To, to, to basically tell. To, to, <laughs> to exposit in front of him. <laughs> to exposit all over him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Hide is awesome. And he's also so selfless. Like he's not doing anything for personal gain. He seems to just, yeah. like, he doesn't need any recognition. And I think that's the hard bit. That's what you don't often see in shows because they do it so overtly or like they have a big argument or something where they get, they tell them how much, I don't know. It just, it just feels like he doesn't need anything from it. All he needs is to see his friend be okay. Thrive. Yeah. Um, yeah, mm. which is awesome. Really cool character. Let's talk about it's that scene. Gets... What? Which scene? The the scene when they get attacked. I mean... It... Yeah, I was going to say, shame he gets kicked <laughs> like oh. five miles away. Dude, so um, Hide's working for a guy uh, at their campus. And also, a fun, fun thing that we don't see often in these anime shows, they're college-aged. They're like yeah. 18, 19. Yeah. They're like they're they're pushing their twenties, maybe even in their twenties, mm. uh, which is a really nice change of pace. Um, yeah, I think see. so. I didn't really. I think I'll. I'll right, okay. So just jumping around a bit, our our protagonist um, Kaneki, mm-hmm. uh, as a character, I don't know. Yeah, he's a bit milk toast, right? He's a bit bland. He is a bit bland, and I, and I didn't. It wasn't until later that um, they said, "Oh, come." Uh, uh, Hide said something along the lines of come back to school, come back to university. Um, mm-hmm. that I, that I really understood what age they were. Um, because yeah. I, cause I, I, you know, I know he's got this, um, sort of part time job thing going on, but it doesn't really tell you how old he is. And I, I think that leveling up in my head of ages helped because I think that is good. I think that's better that they're a bit older, but likewise, because, yeah, because again, it, there'd be a lot of complications around parents and things if they were younger, you know, like yeah. younger ghouls and things. How do they cope with like not telling their parents? Well, we, and shit like that, but. we get that kind of moment, don't we? With um, Himari in episode three, we right. see a child ghoul. Yeah, we do. Yeah, she yeah. Mentions that she can't go to school and the things that she learns, she writes down in the book. So, and I think that's a really interesting uh, moment. Okay, so is there. Do we learn more about how um, uh, ghouls are sort of created and things? Because at the minute, I don't think I know, and I, d- d- obviously you don't need to spoil it, but like, I don't know whether it's genetic. I don't know whether it's inherited or whether it's just random mutations or whether it's infections mm-hmm. or viruses or anything like that. I just know that these ghouls exist. We don't really see them in any sort of families. We don't really see them being brought up at this stage. We just see them with the existing. exception of Himari and her yeah, mother. but again, it's 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 a snapshot of them together. So it's like we don't know whether they're mm. genetic pe- family. We don't know whether they're yeah. um whether mum. I don't even know if mums. I don't think they've said whether her mum, actual mum. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't um, even. I don't even know if the schools that we see are independent. Yeah, and we don't even know if that. I, I don't think it's said. We know that the the girls. A ghoul. I don't think it's said whether the mum is a ghoul as well. I, th- I, I think I, at this point I was unsure whether the mum was a ghoul or not. But uh, from mm. your, I'm, I'm assuming she's not. <laughs> from 
it might it, they might have said is that yeah she's yeah yeah they, they might have said it in the show anyway but um yeah okay yeah because she hides from the inspectors as well um yeah g- good question um we find out a little bit about ghouls as time goes on and um it's not it's not really spoilery to kind of mention it essentially they are like another species of human that exist on the earth so to propagate more ghouls ghouls will mate with each other so it's like this um sub like section of humanity i guess um it's not something that is passed on by infection they can't make more ghouls by like biting other people it's not like a zombie virus um or like with vampires and their wards um it's quite strictly ghouls exist meet have kids their kids are ghouls and this is the way that it's been so that does bring about more questions with um hinami doesn't it because if mum's mm. not a ghoul, then it suggests that she's not the offspring of that lady. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. spoilers, no, it yeah. is her mum. <laughs> it is her mum. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay. Like Again, um, we to, to kind of segue this into the CCG, um, when we first kind of meet Himari yeah. and her mother, um, a particular ghoul kicks down their door and they're hiding uh, from... Right, yeah. Him. Um, from, is this, uh, doctor that w- exclusively works on ghouls and helps ghouls to recover. And that's mentioned by some other ghouls, uh, later. But, um, that yeah, ends so- up tying into the CCG, the, uh, division that is looking to eradicate and to drive out, as they say, all ghouls from Tokyo. Uh, what did you think to this kind of totally on the books, super legal. Definitely don't do anything bad. We're the good guys, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So th- there seems to be other like I, t- again, concept wise. Following this show was fairly tricky. There's the CCG. Then mm-hmm. there's are there like rogue people who do this as well? Because they seem to talk about this particular these some of these particular characters, like the guy the guy from the first episode from the very beginning, the guy with the... the Jason. The plier, the yeah, the cutters. That's Jason, yeah. is it? Right. Is he like he's a rogue? A he's a ghoul. Yes. Yeah, and within that very first scene, beautiful scene, by the way, really well animated, Um, he uses his Kagane Does right he? at the beginning. Yeah, so he... I, and he admittedly, looks, when I rewatched it, I was like, wow, there's... <laughs> There's a lot going on here that I missed the first time when I watched this back in 2014. Right. Okay. <laughs> like he, um, when he approaches Rize, who's feasting on all of those bodies. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a moment where he actually activates his Kagane. Um, it's kind of stylized, so be forgiven for kind of missing it. I def, I definitely did when I watched it. What color? What color is it? What color it's is it? Red. So the same I as guess. hers. Um, yeah, it's very similar. Okay. Um, and he uses uh this at the beginning and kind of shows off. Okay, I he's a ghoul and he has this vague uh mention of the higher ups um who he serves and they're annoyed with yeah. Rizé. So we've got ghouls who operate within the cafe as yeah. one faction and uh, the Antiku and Anteru Antiku. I don't know. And 
Anteku, the uh, the cafe. Yeah. Then you've got rogue ghouls who just operate like the guy that Kaneki meets uh, at the end of episode one. Right. Then we've got organized ghouls who seem to be working with Jason and others. And then we've got the CCG who are yeah. the okay. specific ghoul investigators and they are the factions of this yeah. world. Right. Okay. That helps. That helps. Um, okay, cool. So Jason's basically keeping control of it. Like, like ghoul police, they're keeping control of the ghouls or, or almost mobsters, like um, keeping, yeah. keeping check on the Good ghouls. Good way of putting it. Yeah. The godfather of ghouls. Um, that's a that's a cool concept. The godfather, <laughs> the of godfather of ghouls. Um, hey, Rize, <laughs> I'm walking here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the CCG they've got these big cases that we don't really get to find out much about. Those are those dudes. Yeah, I was. I'm kind of gutted that they don't show off the cases in the first yeah. three episodes. But uh, yeah, yeah, the CCG or doves as mm. they're kind of colloquially called by the ghouls, are... They seem really over overpowered. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they just they just tear through the streets, destroying ghouls very easily. Um, I, obviously, there are different levels of ghouls or different different strengths of ghouls because we hear mm. um, Tuka talk about it to some dude, whatever his name is, I don't know, the one that she batters in the alley, cuts up. Really, oh, really yeah, nice Nishiki. scene. Yeah, Nishiki. Um, yeah, I've got that here, Nish- Nishiki. Um, yeah, because she basically, he's threat. Oh, God, there's so much going on here. I don't want to explain there's, there's, it. Ex- it is dense, right? <laughs> yeah, it's so dense. I don't want to just recite what's happening. Go watch the show if you haven't already. But basically, there's a scene where um, uh, Kaneki turns turns up in an alley and um, Nishiki is it's devouring. It's home cooking. Oh, it is. Yeah. He smells it and he's like, Oh, that smells so good. It reminds me of mum's home cooking. And it turns out it's a body. Um, and he's disgusted <laughs> with himself. He's disgusted with himself for even thinking that this would smell nice. But honestly, the animation that they do with him and the tears and the saliva running at the same time is yeah. incredible. That's like so powerful. He's like, he's, uh, it can't help his animalistic instinct he's got from becoming a ghoul. And he's just drooling so over these bodies. Of- Kaneki just fighting with his himself like the bit in episode three where the entire background colors just change right and he's lusting over his friend and it's like oh okay fuck so so we circled back around because that's what we started to talk about so this is the that's a follow-on from the scene when he gets when um nishiki nishiki is it nishiki yeah nishiki beats the crap out of uh kaneki he basically hide and uh Kaneki are walking down the street. They with Nishiki. They go into his place and they go down this alley. Again, why are you going down an alley? You know that this isn't cool, dude. This is the second time you're walking down there with a ghoul. You know, learn. Um, Fool me once, shame on me. No, <laughs> shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> that, Fool me that. twice, shame on Kaneki. <laughs> yeah. Um, and anyway, um, Nishiki boots just casually kicks. Um, oh God, Hide down the, a- double down take. the alley. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a cartoony sort of his upper body and everything sort of stays stationary, and his leg just flicks out and um, what casually pings him, uh, you know, a hundred foot down the. Which, to be fair, you know, you're breaking some bones there. There's there's no way you're coming out of that as unscathed as he does. Um, yeah. Unless, oh, what if there's like a twist later on where, um, 
you know, like you give them, you give them ghoul blood and they heal because it's got healing powers. Um, that'd be a cool concept. Well, it's, it's, it's like Wolverine and stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, so Hide is unconscious on the floor very conveniently so that these two can have their little battle. Um, their big ghoul fight. Yeah. And oh my God, when, when, um, Nishki's stamping on his face. Oh, that man. is, I was just like, no, stop. Like you've done, you've done it once. No, then it just keeps going and it, it just keeps stamping stop, on his stop face. It. And I'm just like, ah, oh. you're so strong. You're going to pop that man's poor brain like a blooming popper. Stop I, it. <laughs> I genuinely felt helpless in that situation. Just like, like Kaneki is made to feel and it's just done so well. He's made to feel like he's got no control over this situation. And I was like, you literally don't like he could literally at any second, just snap this boy's mm. neck should could destroy him and you can do nothing. It's like that help. It's like um in your dreams when you're running along and you just can't reach the end of the corridor. Yeah. You, 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 it's that it's perpetrated it's just out of here. Your grasp. Yeah. It's just out of your grasp. Like you want it so much and you, you want to stop this from happening. You just, physically can't no matter what you do you you can't get there in time he could break his neck before you got there and those sorts of things so it's that which is why i think it's so cathartic then when kaneki finally does kind of snap and yeah. then just he activates his kagune for the first time and just eviscerates nishki and it is yes. just literally he floods the area with blood he beats this man to a pulp and even nishki is like i'm dying i'm dying i'm dying i'm dying i'm dying stop 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 yeah and yeah. He just keeps when going. he ends up like launched into this kind of um I don't know, this gate uh, up above them. So ra- like, railings, oh, isn't cheeks it? Been all, railings, that's it. And his cheeks been peeled back and you see all kind of like the muscle tissue. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, but luckily like, luckily mmm. they turned everything blue for you, Sam, so you didn't have to experience it. Oh, yes, it was it was all good. I that- I know, I watched the uh, the uncut version, so it was like I it was horrific detail. Oh really? Each strand of that uh that man's cheek. Wait, are you, are you serious? So the blue, the blue, the, the blue thing doesn't happen in the uncut. Oh, what for his leg? Or no, when for, he activates for, his tail. When when he starts going to town on mm. Nishki, everything everything turns like fluorescent blue, and the blood spatters are all blue. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, the version that I watched was uh, no, yeah, it's just red. <laughs> Holy shit! That's that's mad. So you've watched the, uh, if it was Netflix, you must have watched the censored broadcast version. So, um, when anime come out, uh, typically there's a broadcast version, uh, which right. is played during certain time slots so that it can get played through t- certain time slots. And then there's the uncut versions, which tend to go to Blu-ray or DVD, which oh. is, um, a driving factor of Blu-ray and, uh, DVD sales is watch it how it was supposed to be, uh, in all its gory detail. Okay. So. Um, that's interesting because this, uh, despite it being censored and despite it being less gory, this was one of my favorite bits of the scene because it reminded me of, um, Danganronpa when they, when all the blood was pink mm. and fluorescent. Um, yeah. it was a very similar thing. They sort of filtered everything in this really vibrant blue, like a light blue and all the spatters of right. raw blue and it just like, yeah, it, it was re- it was just a really dynamic sort of choice of animation, but obviously that's done for weird reasons now. So that sort of sours it a bit in my in my interpretation. But I th- I thought it was really effective. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, so it, it, it's really interesting. I think you should um, at some point go back and go and watch the Netflix version and see see what you think. Um, Put myself back through that uh, horrific beatdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but it's censored this time, so it's not going to be as bad. Um, yes, it is. So, so it should be fine. <laughs> and then that leads into this, like you say, this um, color switch where um, our main character is mm. turned really pale and sort of drained of any any colors. And the backgrounds are all oranges and reds and the bloods and the spatters and everything is still there. And it's him, his internal struggle with, um, the, the, the ghoul side of him. What's she called? What's, what's the ghoul personification? I don't know. What's the Rize. ghoul? Rize. Rize. Yes. And, and this is personified a a few times, uh, throughout the episode that, Kaneki's ghoul side is almost personified entirely by this kind of ghostly apparition yeah. of Rize who hugs him and says, Oh, just, yeah, just like literally the devil on his shoulder saying, just give in, just give in, just give in. I'm pretty sure she grabs his crotch at one point as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, super sexy ghouls. It, yeah. You've got to have a little bit of, uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, she's, it's basically this internal struggle. He, she wants him to eat his friend and eventually she actually convinces him his his mm. thirst for blood and thirst for flesh gets too big and he want he actually he's been fighting it for so long it's so good it's such a good scene um it's amazing and yeah so he's battling with with himself and he's like i'm not going to eat my friend i'm not going to eat him and eventually he's like he just you see all these veins pop out in his face and his eyes his eye turn ghoulish what a cool effect as well it's a very cool effect and um is is a complete side tangent again we haven't seen we haven't seen his mask yet but i feel like i've seen it already i feel like that's very pop culture very sort of it is a hundred percent like like kaneki's mask is like the face yeah pun intended of tokyo ghoul it's like this big uh garish smile yeah. covering one of his eyes and um yeah it, it, if whenever you click on the show that's likely the first thing that you're going to see but obviously within the first three episodes we don't see it yeah. uh but we do get to see uh the maker of it who is probably <laughs> one of my favorite designed characters just ever uta right. uta is right. the mask maker okay before we get on to uta i just want to finish up this scene um yeah one other thing that i really loved was that he wants to eat his friend and he luckily conveniently Tuka's there mm. she turns up and saves the day and, and and what we don't see is how she sort of s- knocks him out or like takes him down yeah and i think that is great i think a lesser show really yes because i think a le- we've just had this really intense scene it's bit we are peaked we are True. wired as hell and a lesser show would have been like let's do another shonen battle let's do another let's another go. another one and it's they don't they just cut it off they they resist and it t- it shows restraint and it's mature and mm. it's like we're not Good going direction. to we're, yeah exactly we're not going to overwhelm our audience and just do another one because it's going to saturate what's just happened this has been an incredibly powerful moment where he's actually lost control mm. And he's needed to be controlled. And to, to then do that, I feel like it takes something away and it just cuts. It's like, nope, all right, that's dumb. And we just assume what's happened. Tuka's just overpowered just him up. very yeah. easily, probably. And, um, I mean, we, we do see that she also has some bandages and some like, uh, oh, right, okay. on her to, uh, so well spotted. we know that there was at the very least a struggle, yeah. but yeah, no, I completely agree. I think it's a really good, yeah. um, directorial choice to kind of pull back from from that and to just let it breathe and again to kind of 
reconfirm that this is Kaneki suffers the anime. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he wakes up and the first thing he does, he doesn't like question where he is. He doesn't question whether he's hurt. He reaches into his mouth and he, oh, he finds blood. that there's yeah, blood yeah. there. Yeah. And I think this is something that kind of persists through these first three episodes is that um, the impetus for feeding is very often taken away from Kaneki after that first scene where he tries all of the human food and it doesn't work. Mm. Whenever he needs to feed or is made, to, well, that's it. He's made to feed. Like Toka slams um, part of this guy's corpse into his mouth in one episode. Yeah. Um, the cafe feed him whilst he's asleep and then give him these sugar cubes, which, by the way, the amount of effort Going into these sugar cubes, mm, are, it, are like slightly chunky, fleshy sugar cubes, or is it blood? I, I yeah, mean, is it mm. just sugar cubes saturated in blood? Like there isn't really. Yeah, they're, they're clearly going to a lot of effort, and also he just plays ignorant to the fact of what it is, which isn't better for me. Like he, he says, "You're eating." Pe-. What is this? Yeah, he says, "What is this?" He's like, oh, "It's better you don't know," and he's like, "Okay, yeah, sure." Yeah, sure, fine, okay. I don't need to know. They're, they're people cubes. You're eating people cubes, dude. You're, like, yeah. you're eating people. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no, there's no way out of this. You just can't. Ah, oh, it's fine. I, I just won't ask. Bollocks. It could be a I little, think... a little child. It could be a, a 12 year old little, little girl who's been run away from home and you're eating, you're eating her. That's you're it. Eating her. You're, you're, you're eating a person there who yeah. had a life and thoughts and feelings. Don't pull I, your I mean, punches. that does tie into the, the cafe's, um, purpose moral values i guess where um we find out that they eat uh suicide victims so they don't actively go out of their way bollocks <laughs> what what an unreliable system oh we're just gonna we're just i gonna mean happen. dude we're just dude, gonna wait suicide until rate in japan i mean yeah. Yeah, but, but at this <laughs> all right fine but at this specific spot they're getting a regular supply of suicide villian, v- yeah uh, victims. that's a bit that's a bit dodgy um and they just, yeah, like, it's just, it's just very bizarre. And if they're willing to go to this extent, and you've already alluded it, alluded to it right now, you said that the doctor is in on it. How have they not got medical supply to corpses? What is the exp- expiration date? If they're, mm. if they're allowed to have this dead person that's committed suicide at some point, there's clearly not as, as immediate, they don't need to feed on live flesh. They don't need to feed on immediately it just dead. has to be like just human to, just has to be human flesh. flesh so why haven't they got access to corpses they've got doctors in the system they, there's ghouls in every walk yeah. of life bollocks they, there's better ways to do it than happening upon a suicide victim a suicide victim yeah i mean it ties into this whole um factions thing that i've alluded to earlier in okay. terms of like jason and his higher-ups and stuff and like the the ghouls aren't all on the same kind of terms which is why there is no, I guess, free access. Uh, Black to market. Courses. It would make things a lot easier. but uh, And and you would think that in a society where uh, we know that ghouls exist and we know that they are just humans, but they kind of need to eat human flesh, you think that maybe, you know, the government might just go, okay, cool. Um, here's our dead. Here's X percent of the dead, especially in Japan as well, which is interesting where... <laughs> which has lots of dead. Like, they... Cr- yeah, well, yeah, but also like right. in Japan, you don't get a burial. You, you're not buried in the ground because they want to conserve as much land as possible for either growing crops or building upwards in, right. and like providing housing and businesses. So most 
funerals in Japan are cremations. Yeah. And in a ghoul-based society, that seems like an awful waste. <laughs> Fair. It does. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think they'd have come up with a better system by now. Um, but hey, I guess mm. they are trying to eradicate them. So by giving them food, they're almost supplying them with the means to go on yeah it's like it's it's continuing and it, one bad apple spoils the bunch and everything and if yeah yeah i get and I, if they've got a particular prejudice against them which it seems like they do um because there oh, are yeah there are good ghouls i guess that are trying not to do these things um yeah. so but the they cafe just, faction yeah um uta oh mum dude i don't know man what? He like the tattoos, yeah. Like the, his eyes, his hair. He's just dripping in style. Yeah, he's just. It's it's incredible character design, isn't it? Absolutely superb. Absolutely superb. After I guess kind of bland designs for most of the cast. I think Hide is the kind of the biggest standout uh, in terms of kind of like his bleached blonde hair. To have this no. just absolute maverick turn up. I think I think it's just... between Uta and um, Mado. Is it Mado? Mado? Oh. oh, you mean the number one most looking like a villain of the year yeah. uh, winner, Mado, with his fucking half squinting eye constantly yeah. in his <laughs> yeah, and that that suddenly goes bulbous and uh, just yeah, it very very interesting character. I, th- I I I up until we'd seen we hadn't seen Uta at this point, and I was thinking they've used all the character design just for Mado. They've, they've done everyone else really simply just for him just focused on mado or mado just there like tapping his fingers on the case yeah. drumming away big grin he's really interesting and again the ccg characters that we see it's uh amon and uh mado mm. um amon seems like he's a very much play by the rules kind of he's the good cop mado's the bad cop but then they're slaughtering ghouls in the street and both of them are just totally fine with it and it's kind of well, they are, but also the CCG don't really seem opposed to that in the first place. They they're very open about eradicating all ghouls in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. So aren't they, they don't view them as human, right? Yeah. So I don't know whether this would be playing. You know, as far as like playing by the rules, I feel like this is playing by the rules as far as the CCG is concerned. Um, yeah. Maybe maybe they don't need they shouldn't do it so openly. Uh, maybe they need to be a bit more. Yeah. Hey, look, the establishment is bad. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much um yeah so uta is incredibly um well designed he's he reminds me of the rabbit dude from uh juni tyson um, oh good shout yeah <laughs> yeah. Usagi. yeah he's also got oh, the red eyes know, maybe, maybe the rap yeah maybe he's a ghoul because he's, he's, ghoul. Got, he's got the red eye thing going on hasn't he? oh <sighs> crossover that i need so right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> juni tyson versus tokyo ghoul oh, yeah. i still feel the ghouls would maybe win but the but the but the uh, Juni Tyson people have got such unique powers. That if they if they combined, oh, if they if they you, you know worked worked it out, I think they've got some some. Actually, you, you make a really solid point. Like if Bull did anything in the Tokyo Ghoulverse, he would yeah. just win. Yeah, <laughs> just that that his saber skills. Yeah, and and they're nah, very they're very specific, how many Kugane you got? They're very specific powers that they that in. Juni Tyson, they use to their advantage and disadvantage. So it's like the, the episodes are very tailored to whatever power it is, but unique. Mm. They are individually, they are all like incredible, like all kind it, of busted. Yeah. They are insane. So like you could easily set up a situation where if, if they ta- work tactically, I think they'd batter any ghoul. <laughs> to be fair, 
uh, rooster versus anybody. She just pulls in all those birds. Right. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> Done. And and the um, the bullets uh, from uh, oh from ball from from ball infinite like reloading infinite reloading like just from a distance <laughs> just keep shooting until yeah. he stops moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So shame Excellent. she got, shame, shame shame she died in episode one. <laughs> but, <hey. laughs> Sorry, spoilers, spoilers for Junior Tyson yeah. episode one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, um, good show. Check it out. Yeah. I, I feel like we, we've still got a lot to talk about, but we're running out of time. Is there anything major you want to cover? Um, uh, the OPs? There is something pretty major. All right. And yeah, you mentioned it. It's it's the OP and the ED. Yeah. We need to talk about it. Um, yeah. Okay. Do we? Yeah. Okay. Do what? We, do, no, do we need to talk about it? Like, that's that, that, I don't really want to. <laughs> you don't want to? <laughs> um. So the OP, do you not like it? What the OP? Yeah. yeah. It, oh, t- tell me, tell me. The song was about the ED first. All right, the ED was very mad. Didn't like it. Oh, did you? Yeah. No, I'd agree. I, I mean, the pictures were really pretty, but this is literally this is literally uh, what I wrote. Hey, there's stills of the characters from the show dressed all fancy and using some mo- some abstract colorings. Never seen that before. Like it, it's it's the same. Except as every we've day. seen it every single time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I did like that the the images changed with episode three. Um, yeah, it kind of went. The first two episodes where we're learning about ghouls, uh, the images were very kind of they were very specifically dark colored and black, yeah. and it was the characters as ghouls doing ghoul things. And then episode three, where we're doing a lot more kind of humanizing, it's I, I guess them in casual wear and kind of blending in. Yeah. It, it was nice, and I do want all of those pictures on my wall right now. <laughs> Does it make a good ED though? No, eh, probably not. No, it's boring. I'm sorry, it, it was boring. I'm being harsh, but uh, as from what it, we've talked about no, in previous shows, like yeah. there is nothing it, new. It we doesn't can say pass about that ED this. test. No, it doesn't. There's nothing no, new we can say. Uh, the OP, yes, right. I, I feel like you really like this. I I thought it was met again. Like the, the, there was some cool effects. Are you kidding me? There was some cool effects. You, are, you think that unravel is meh? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think it was particularly... The song was good. Oh. The song, the song was good, but it didn't blow me away. And then the the characters are all stills anyway. Right? Very simple. Well, no, they're, no, they're always moving. Like, it, 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 well, you said... Did it, we watch the same the, the same OP? <laughs> <laughs> What's moving? I've written so much about the OP. Right, go on, like, then. Like... Go on then. Go on then. Tell me, tell me what you've written. I mean, it's stunning. Like, we get this really cool opening shot of Kaneki with the whole, like, kind of reflection of the sky and the sea... I don't like there's there's my main bias like I guess is that I've mentioned this before in Charlotte I really love that when it's like this big open water reflecting the sky but we get this big play of all the characters is coming in the screen's cracked like in time with yeah. when the guitar kicks in mm. we get like uh, we see all the CCG investigators and ghouls that we're going to be meeting in the series we have so many like really technically impressive shots of characters walking past glass where they're reflected there and the reflections are their ghoul selves or they're like acting in a slightly different way yeah and then like the chorus drops and when the chorus drops we have rize there just beforehand and as the beat kicks in like her kagane comes out and is like these beautiful stylized spider lilies like coming out of her back then we get toko and she's got the cool spikes Kaneki falls into his ghoul self and then yes. kind of yeah, stands up. Yeah. 
with this white hair, which is a kind of foreshadowing what's to come like later. Yeah, and yeah. Just the direction and the messaging from this OP makes it one of my favorites. Wow. Of all time. Like, okay. I, and the song, dude, I, uh, his, his name's TK, I think, who's the singer, and his voice is just, I don't know, man. It all gives right. me goosebumps when I hear him sing. Okay, let me, right. So, listening to that, there, I, I, there's nothing I disagree with. Okay, there's nothing I disagree with there. I just okay. didn't, I just didn't get the wow factor that you did. So, like, I loved the shattering glass mm. effects. I liked the electric kaleidoscopic backgrounds and things. Yeah. Um, there's, I, I've, I've literally written, there's a cool scene of, uh, Kaneki merging with his ghoul self. Like, that scene was really impressive. I liked that. And the mm. dude at the end, I don't know who he is. But he's clearly an important character. It seems poignant. And even the, the very opening scene of, Kaneki in in the chair sitting on that chair and and the color changes it goes from black and white to like really crisp blue thought it was okay but again I didn't feel anything for these characters at this stage so I think I think once you know the characters more I think the OP will be more impactful I felt like it was trying to be a bit too profound and a bit too poetic with that and I thought that the the long the lasting the, the, the finishing scene of that character that I don't even know yet or that version of the character that I don't even know yet um I, it, it, I didn't yeah. didn't mean anything to me, um, and again I was thinking, the, the, uh, having just watched uh, um, Perry's request, having just watched every anime opening ever, I just felt like these characters, oh my god, popping yes. up on the screen, <laughs> just showing me who was going to be in it, not really moving much. There was some sort of hair movements and stuff. I just, it just seemed a bit generic of anime openings again. So. It didn't have anything that I haven't seen yeah. before. Uh, it, yeah. Yeah. Do, do you see where I'm coming from? Like, it was good, but I'm just, I guess I'm just I being see where you're a bit from. cynical, a bit uh, from a bit of a cynical point of view, sort of having yeah, watched no, a lot no, of these. And I can understand that, especially, and hearing you explain it like that definitely kind of makes me appreciate the, the fact that clearly this series has spoken to me in such a way that I do care about these characters and I do care about the way they're portrayed here in the opening and there is that deeper meaning now that i've finished the series um i think another factor that is strongly affecting my bias is um a a personal bias that will always plague me till the end of my days and that is that in the last episode of the series the op plays during a key fight right okay and whenever a show does that i'm just like holy shit okay yeah. It's gained at least a whole point in my estimation. Yeah, so <laughs> it's perfect. So, like that kind of element to it, I, I guess this song is synonymous with the show, and it's been memed to death. Okay. Like you cannot kind of wade through anime discourse without an unravel uh, reaction image turning up with the song blazing behind it. So, yeah, yeah. It, but it's really interesting seeing uh, you're taking it for the first time. Yeah, and I, I think probably at the time when I watched it, I probably was in a similar boat where I was like, yeah, it's a good song, but it's not. It's nothing spectacular. Yeah. No. Cool. Well, I think I think that's yeah, that's a very. We're, we're both looking at the same thing from different perspectives. I know that's very obvious because that's the whole point of this show. But what? <laughs> But I think that's a really good example of that, where, where we can both respect like the different, the opposite perspectives. But it's we're saying the same thing. It's good, but you're coming at it from a completely different perspective that I. Mm. That's a really, a really good representation of what this whole podcast is about. Um, 
Yeah, cool. We did it. We crystallized the podcast. <laughs> and it, all it took was <laughs> Tokyo Ghoul. All it right, took let's 43 <laughs> episodes. What is this 43, 44? I don't know. Something like that. 45. 45. Oh my God. Right. Yeah. Okay. We are running out of time. Should we move into the questions? Yep. Let's go into the questions. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. What? Okay, well, first question. Yeah. It's a big one. It's concepts and execution. What did you think? Very good. Very good. Very high quality. I thought... Um, Completely agree. Right. We didn't talk about it before, so we'll talk about it here. The animation is oh. pretty insane. Like, I've got no issues with the animation. The only issue I do have was the very 90s-esque supervillain reveal when she revealed... When um, our lady... Rize. Rize reveals her tentacles for the first time and you've got this she's standing stationary but she's moving around the frame as if she's moving different positions and mm. it's this sort of really panoramic sort of ha 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 villainous laugh and i thought that was very cliche Aww. it reminded me of like pokemon or something very 90s-esque <laughs> um where, where it just just the animate like just keep her stationary in the frame i don't or move the camera it looked like she was literally on a mm. On a segue, just moving around the frame, and I didn't, uh, I didn't like that. But apart from it, that, it was very technically impressive, though. Like her, her mouth it? movements were like fully in sync with what she was saying, instead of just being like a mouth flap. And like, okay, it was it was very like the formation. I wasn't I wasn't watching her mouth. Like, <laughs> I really wasn't watching her mouth. <laughs> yeah, I know where you were watching, mate. <laughs> I was watching those long ass tentacles, man. I, uh, I swear. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the the concept of zombie vampire sexy boys doing zombie vampire sexy boy things in tokyo is very strong mm. i think execution wise i basically most of my notes uh this week have just been holy crap the shot composition the colors yeah. everything is so good and there's these really amazing flourishes admittedly and this is coming from a very cynical long-time anime fan i the first episode is much more packed with really key moments and really impressive moments yeah. than the following two but the quality the general quality never drops below a certain threshold and i think that it's really strong because of that we we still get really cool flourishes uh like whether it be in the nishiki fight when his kagane comes out for the first time whether it's uh the clash between toka and nishiki whether it's Kaneki standing in the middle of a crossroad and the crowd parting around. Oh, him. that yeah, the beautiful, really beautiful shot. Absolutely, like when the when it goes in on metaphors and symbolism, mm. this show absolutely shines. And I think that's the main thing to take away from this. This this is a show that's going to make you feel and make you kind of question. Okay, so there there's this class of people who have to eat flesh, and having Kaneki as our gateway character there kind of is perfect he's half and half and as the manager says he's the bridge between human and ghoul yeah and we get a really interesting perspective to examine this hypothetical uh question yeah i think um what's really nice is that each episode has something completely different like the first episode is very much trying to shock you trying to wow you trying to bring you into mm. this world um and there's a lot like we say we there's a lot to learn there's a lot to sort of get to grips with um and then episode two, my uh, when I was doing plot points, there's literally very little that happens apart from that fight scene. And they yep. spend so long on that, but I don't dislike it for that. I think that's a really good 
uh, it's rare that you can have something where not a lot happens, but everything happens. Yeah. Um, but it's so interesting to still watch it and kind of yeah. unpack it because even when there's nothing happening, there's still the tension between Kaneki recognizes Nishiki and Nishiki record, and there's this kind of like hidden battle going on as they're trying to both and Nishiki's showing him that this is how you live as a ghoul. Like, oh yeah, I'll pretend to eat this takoyaki. I'll um, act yeah. in a completely normal way. And Kaneki's it's, there, just like still trying to vomit. Yeah, it's just it's just a really it's just a really zoomed in version. It's zoomed in episode where it's we're not going to mm. move things exponentially in the wider world, but we're going to zoom into what's actually going on internally and have a have a and 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 again that animation. I just when you said like the quality drops a little bit after the first episode that in a battle when he's when he's about to eat hide and the color contrasts yeah. there are so beautiful i i, I was like really it doesn't it doesn't stand it's it, standout it, moment for yeah, me yeah is that that bit where he's right about to take a chunk out of hide and you just kind of you see the saliva bubbling up yes from the inside just before and then as soon as toka speaks everything's back and like the color palette goes back to normal and it's like this almost kind of like i don't know this splash of cold water that kind of brings you and kaneki back into reality yeah and yeah. it's just masterfully done yeah i like the director for this props to him absolutely, absolutely yeah. killed it um okay next one turnoffs are there any turnoffs to this show <laughs> i mean yeah, the biggest one, I guess, and and I suppose it d- depends on the version. Is the uh, is the, the gore, gore. Mm. and the general level of violence uh, on display? There's a lot of vomit. There's a lot of bodily fluids flying around. There's a lot of people getting decapitated, and I mean, it comes part and parcel of this show. It's it's a, almost like a shonen slash horror. So yeah, whilst we do get people screaming and using cool superpowers we're also getting people getting decapitated and losing limbs and blood splashing everywhere so if you're not or like if you if like me you're kind of squeamish it's going to be a somewhat tricky watch but i don't I think i don't know whether it's worse than what we watched last week with drifters though with blood and stuff there was there was a very specific scene that dripped blood in the exact same fashion of drifters, and I was like, "That is, it's almost like the same shot uh, where it, where it drips on the tiles." I can't remember where it is in, in, yes. in here, but it's a really a really specific thing. I was like, "Ah, oh, that's just like drifters." So yeah, I think I think blood and gore wise, I mean, there is that scene. I guess if you watch the um, the version that I Netflix did, version, the Netflix version, then which it's is kind more, of okay because yeah. it's mostly kind of censored out or whatever but if you if you're watching the uncut version then prepare mm. to see a lot of tendons yeah. and a lot of uh yeah a lot more but, that is, <laughs> but but again if you pull that out it becomes a lesser show because you need that intensity mm. you need that visceral like we talked about and that realism to it in order to yeah. get the sympathy and the um to be able to empathize with the characters and stuff because otherwise it yeah. just becomes another cartoon shonen and you need, you need yeah you you need it to be grounded and the grounding comes within these first three episodes we see what life kaneki has and then when it's taken away from him and he's forced to live as a ghoul you need to then see the 
opposite extreme because you need to have both sides of the argument. Obviously, everybody can, everybody can empathize with what it means to be human and live a human life. And you need to then see what is a daily life like for a ghoul. And the daily life for a ghoul is blood, gore, yeah. tendons, bone, blood, yeah. everything. And I think the show does a really good job of, of balancing that and making it... and having enough light-hearted moments, whether that be with Hide or in the cafe, to kind of settle you and say, no, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You just need to kind of stick with it. It's quite an intense show. There isn't, there aren't that many moments of levity. I wonder whether that's something, maybe that's mm. one slight criticism. I don't know whether I needed it. It's, it's, it, it, it is what it is. You know, you don't need to have moments yeah. of levity in everything. Um, it's quite an intense show though. So that's also something that, Maybe people need to be day out here carrying the uh, comedic spine of Tokyo Ghoul on his back. But like, uh, yeah, again, after it, the, it, that becomes less and less as the episodes go on, it seems to. Um, mm. But yeah. Okay. Question: After the after the credits, did you get like a little skit? I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't, why? What was it? So after each episode, and this is the first time that I've ever seen them, right? Uh, okay. As well, uh, there was a. Uh, a short, maybe 30-second uh, comedy skit no. with, involving the characters. So the first the first skit was um, the ghoul that Nishiki kicks the head off of. Right. Uh, we find out about his life. He was a 41-year-old fitness instructor, and on this day he found out that actually he could hunt in these hunting grounds. <laughs> no. And then he dies. Didn't see any of that. No, really? No. Ah. I'll have, I'll have to see okay. if that's actually there or so, if, it sk- if, if it skipped it. I don't think it did. I feel like it, I watched yeah, the it, credits through. but yeah. Honestly, it, it was very kind of tonally whiplashy. It was kind of, to, to, it was pure comedy and that was the focus of it. And it kind of, I don't know, maybe undermined a little bit the, uh, the intensity of the show. Anyway, um, final question. Do you want to watch more, Will? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. so I like and, and honestly, yeah. I'm planning to watch the rest of it tonight. Yeah. I think I'll watch it this week. I think I'll go go through them and, and, and see what it's about. And again, it's biased because it's on Netflix. I can easily just stick it on. It's not something I have to go to my computer yeah. and watch it on. I can just put it on the TV. Uh, so there's a little bit of bias there. But regardless, um, not going to hold that. I'm not going to use that as an argument to watch it. Like, absolutely. Like yeah. last last week, I want to watch Drifters and I, I couldn't find that for Toffee. So um, it's it's something... <laughs> It's something that I will go back to and will watch. So, yeah, absolutely. I think it deserves a place in the universe. Yeah, 100% agree. Well done, uh, Tokyo Ghoul. You've done it. You've convinced two humans to allow Ghoul into the universe. Oh, God. Okay, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, And if you guys have uh, enjoyed the episode, make sure you subscribe so you get all of our episodes um, in your feed. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, talk to us, tell us what you think, tell us um, what to watch next. And uh, make sure you tell a friend, share this podcast with someone um, who you think pass needs the pod. pass the pod, someone who you think needs to see this, needs to hear about it, want, or someone you want to get into anime, someone who um, you've always been like, oh, you need to give it a try. Pass the pod their way and see if we can uh, convince them to give anime a go. Uh yeah, because if one person trying to convince you that anime is uh, the right way to go, then maybe three people <laughs> can convince them. You, me, and Will. <laughs> and if you follow us on Twitter, we'll try and get everyone to uh, convince them. We'll get a little uh, community. The whole world. Going. Yeah. So, 
Uh, if you're not sticking around for Slice of Life, where me and Sam just catch up, although there's not much to catch up on this week because we've done these podcasts in quite quick succession, recording-wise. Um, but regardless, we'll have a quick chat in uh, Slice of Life. If you're not sticking around, we'll see you next week. Uh, what are we watching next week, Sam? Next week, well, we are watching, uh, as I get my document up, next week we are going to check out the wonderful world of Clockwork Planet. Clockwork planet nice one okay well we'll be discussing that next week if you want to uh, get ahead you can watch the first three episodes of that so you know what we've seen uh, otherwise we'll see you next week next week in the universe see you later guys thanks for listening welcome to shit you didn't know but now you do episode five did you know there's an island in the Bahamas that is completely inhabited by swimming pigs? You can literally stay nearby and swim with pigs all day. It sounds amazing. Just Google Pig Beach. It looks fantastic. I'm so good. Oh, man. What an episode. Tokyo yeah. Ghoul. I'm glad I finally watched this. I feel like this is um, quite a big pop culture-y in the, an- in the universe. Quite a big one. In the universe. How in the-, the anime community. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like after Attack on Titan uh, kind of brought in entirely new generation of weebs uh tokyo ghoul was pretty hot on its heels basically you had uh attack on titan sort of online uh in 2012 2011 that kind of revitalized the anime community yeah uh, and then tokyo ghoul came along very shortly after just two years and was the next kind of big thing so yeah, it's kind of been hanging over our heads for a while now. But yeah, yeah, I'm glad that you watched and enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, so, uh, we'll, we'll do me quickly because, uh, I haven't really got a lot, um, a lot of news. I've, ah, I've continued. What have you been up to I've con- in your slice of life? I've continued to play golf and I've got really into my YouTube videos. Honestly, I've watched hours and hours of footage of people playing golf, which, Oh, wow. I, I don't know whether it'll help me play it any better, but I fa- definitely enjoyed it. Um, yeah, really fun. Just, I, c- I can't get enough of it at the minute. I've been putting in the living room. I've been going to the driving range. I need to get out on a course soon, um, which I plan to do. He's been sending me videos of him fixing putting machines. and uh, <laughs> Accidentally. His, his cat intently watching as he uh, puts perfectly. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave, we'll leave no context explained there. Um, <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> let people let people's imaginations go wild um yeah here here, first folks uh will will be the next tiger woods (laughs) um just give him a week give him a bunker give him a mistress (laughs) wait what (laughs) yeah there's loads of scan loads of scandals around tiger woods oh yeah yeah no yeah (laughs) um crash a car one or two times oh god uh apart from that i i Watching wise, there really hasn't been a lot. I'm trying, I'm try- trying to wrap my brain. I'm, I am still going back through the Marvel universe and, tr- and, uh, watching them. I think I'm on, uh, I've just watched, oh, yeah, what point are you up to now? I've just watched Guardians 2. Um, oh, nice. I watched Guardians 1 the other day. Mm. So I'm not, not far behind. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And they hold up massively. I love that. I love both of those. Really good. Um, yeah. What about you? What have you been up to? Oh, dude. Go on. I know, I know what you're going to say. It was the week yeah. I went to see My Hero Academia. Yeah. World Heroes Mission. I went to see the movie. Ah, oh, dude. Oh, my God. 
absolutely popped off. I, I, like, if you follow us on Twitter, uh, you may have already seen I've been gushing about it on there and the uh, the special manga volume uh, that I got when I went to the cinema. But honestly, yeah, absolutely incredible. I know that uh, most shonen films are just okay. Well, big dumb fun. We'll use the powers we've got. Everything resets to zero. It doesn't have any impact on the overall plot of the actual manga or the actual anime, yeah. whatever. And my hero's no different than that. The first okay. movie is like that. The second movie is like that. But I don't know, man. I, there was something about this one. Um, they introduced a new character called Rody Soul. There's this, like, it's... The trailers kind of sell the film as this big road trip event. And Sorry. Uh, the trailers kind of sell this film as this big avengers style team up all over the world but in reality it's more of this kind of quiet road trip film up until the kind of last act right the animation throughout it is absolutely impeccable the finale we get um in the fan community he's called utapon who's this animator who does a lot of the main scenes that kind of stick in people's minds uh for this series and he just delivers this mind melting sequence that just gets to the same level as that of the finales of other films and the biggest fights in the show. And I just had such a good time yeah. uh, watching it. Um, I, I think I might actually go back yeah. and watch it again later on. Awesome. Honestly, when it when it comes west, go check it out. On You will not regret it. Even if you hate Shonen well, movies. I can't, you, Sam. <laughs> you, it'll, come, it'll come west eventually, Will. <laughs> You'll, no, no, and, I'm, and saying, I'm saying... Eventually we'll cover My Hero Academia. Exactly. I can't go... We'll, we'll get there. I can't go see we'll the... We'll get there. All right, I'm going to go see the movie. I'm going to go see the movie before even watching... Just it. out of context. Just completely, just completely out of context. Just blind. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you do. <laughs> we can do... Just doing it to spite review. you. Like, you won't let me see the show, so I'm going to see the movie. <laughs> Incredible scenes. But yeah, apart from that, um, not a lot. Not a lot else on my part. I've been playing a lot of uh, Neo: The World Ends with You, yeah. which I think I mentioned last week. I'm still playing that. Yeah. Um. And yeah, just enjoying having a little bit of time off, which yeah. is nice. No, that's really cool. I think it's 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 awesome when you've got that. Like, like at the minute, I don't think there's anything massive. There's no like big thing that I want to see at the cinema and, and movies and things that are coming out. There's nothing that really interests me, so I do miss having yeah. that. And I don't know what why that is at the minute. I just don't know. It's not really. Like the Marvel universe is done. There's no more Potters that are coming out any any immediately. I don't know. There's no no big franchise. Star Wars is sort of done for the time being. There's nothing. Yeah. There's there's nothing major kind of coming out. Like even before the podcast, we were talking about uh, the new Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. Which, whilst being stacked with talent and a really good director, mm. still kind of feels like eh, it's something that you can kind of skip. It's still a Suicide there's, there's Squad nothing... movie. It's still a DC film. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it just feels like there's not a lot. And I guess it's kind of pandemic related. And yeah, absolutely. All, all that jazz, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm waiting for that next big, you've got like blockbuster summer but, tentpole movie. But do you know what? I, I don't know what that's going to look like. I, th- I feel like there's going to have to be a big shift in cinema because everything's so online streaming now and everything's so series yeah. based. We're in that era now where like you look at even, even Marvel doing the Loki and uh, WandaVision and things. Everything seems to be so much more based on streaming. And, and, and where do you, how do you compete with that when even yeah. the big, even the big production companies are doing that? 
Like, and and we see the numbers that Loki and WandaVision do. Like, people are super invested and super committed to them, and it's. I, I imagine it's still very expensive to make these episodes, but compared to create like spending how much was it for avengers like oh, 250 million dollars or whatever yeah i imagine it's dropping the bucket compared to making a six episode doctor who ripoff like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd, it's, it's just i think cinema yeah. does need to adapt and need to change a little bit i think it's got to do something big i mean we've got even lord of the rings is going to amazon right as a streaming series like and I think Why have a two-hour movie when you can get eight hours of essentially eight hours at the same at the same production value? And people, I think people feel like they're getting visual. more bang for their book because it's a it's a longer production. You can experience it over several days and weeks. You know, you can binge it or you can we- watch it week to week, or or for or for the price of your subscri- subscription that you all, yeah, exactly. that most people already pay for, or you know, are happy to pay for because you get a lot more uh, ac- access to a lot more shows. I think cinemas, cinemas in general, are overpriced, and they need to come down. They need to, yeah. they need to work harder on that. I think the, but the, but that that's primarily because of the costs. It because most of the costs go to the film, go to the production companies yeah. and things. The cinemas really it, only it's to license the film to play in that particular cinema, which is why the food is so expensive. Exactly, because like food and the drink is so expensive. Because that's cause where they, they make their money. Costs somewhere. Yeah, they they barely make any money on the film, so there needs to be a shift. No, it's not, I'm not saying it's the cinema's fault, but I'm saying there needs to be in the in the in the culture in the whatever it is the zeitgeist. Yeah, that it needs things need to change if people want to still go to these big if if, if companies are still going to produce these big movies. But mm. yeah, interesting to see where it goes. Look at us tearing down the uh, <laughs> the establishment the cinema industry. Yeah, okay, fight the power. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave it there, guys. Thank you all for listening. Um, like we said, we've done all our plugs. Follow us. Tweet us. Well, uh, we'd love to speak to you and we will see oh, you. Say hello. We'll see you next week for, what was it again? I've forgotten already. Oh, uh, orange. Something about oranges. Be... No, clockwork. No, no. <laughs> no, no, that's the wrong clockwork. Clockwork planet. Clockwork. <laughs> the other type of clockwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you later. Bye.